Welcome to Verdant North. Today we will inspect an insect with Caroline, Dan's been sniffing bloomers, and Nikki guesses buzzed. This is Verdant North. How's it going, Caroline? It's going great. Hello, everybody. I'm Caroline, the host of this here pod, and I've got a full house today. I've got my sidekick, Dan the Man Hudson. That's me. That's you. <laughs> Don't be shy. Speak up. Project from um, the diaphragm. Even, even uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm incapable of doing that. I'm sorry. Okay, that's enough, Dan. All right, hi, Nikki. Nikki's Hello. here too, our certified spirit specialist. Uh, and today is kind of all like bee related, which is pretty excited. It's it's that kind of it's that kind of day. Be excited. You should be excited. Oh man. Is there buzz in these headphones? (laughs) Yeah, sorry. I need to. Speaking of buzzed, let's get buzzed. Nikki, what kind of cocktail did you prep for us today? Well, I figured I would go. um, Oh, what's the word? I'm trying to think of on point. That's actually not the word I was trying to think of, but (laughs) a word that's synonymous with that that I cannot think of right now. So. The drink's called a bee's knees. It's one of my favorites. It's a delicious gin cocktail. I love gin cocktails. It's one of the classic, um, talked about a million times. Got some citrus, got some sweet, got some gin. Nice. Um, so for this one, it's do about one ounce fresh lemon juice, um, about three quarters ounce to one ounce, depending on how sweet you want it, of uh, honey syrup. So what you do for that, you just take about a cup of honey and about a third of a cup of warm water, mix it up, like just kind of, I threw it in like a little jar and just shook it up. And then okay. that kind of dissolved the honey. So it's kind of like a simple syrup with honey, but it's a lot, mm-hmm. you know, it's just slightly diluted as opposed to like an even split. So you okay. get a lot gotcha. more um, kind of sweetness from it. And then about two ounces of gin. So the gin I used is um, it's great linen or is linen grape gin out of London um, called Sip Smith, and they have this new one out that is a uh, it's called Lemon Drizzle. So it has Ooh. so it's a gin that has like extra very lemony and almost sweet botanicals to it, and it's absolutely delicious. Like all their gins are delicious, um, but this one is brand new to Minnesota. Finally, I've been waiting for it for a long time, it's, and it's called Sip Switch. Sip Smith. Sip Smith. Okay, so this is yes. Lemon Drizzle Sip Smith. Yeah, so they have a... That's so, a tongue twister. Yeah, so their regular <laughs> gin is a London Dry, so that's what I was kind of stumbling over earlier. But it's a, yeah, awesome little small production gin made in London. And awesome. Yep, we started getting the Lemon Drizzle here, and it's amazing. So I figured it'd be perfect for this cocktail. And since we were talking about bees... Um, this is named after a bee and has honey, which bees make. Even it's in a I'm, bear not shape. Getting, I'm not getting the parallels here. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and I just even though the honey comes in a bear-shaped bottle, but that's a whole other, <laughs> whole other thing. But I suppose bears are easier to shape than bees. Like bee-shaped bottle would look weird. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's true. And it's it would be weird to like pick up an insect. Off yes. the shelf for the grocery yeah, store, and then just somehow eat, a bear is, and then yeah, eat juice inviting. that comes out of it. It just is <laughs> a little, little much, little much. So, so think about that as you taste the cocktail. It's delicious. Well, awesome. Cheers. Thanks. The bees to the bees' cheers. knees. Do, 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 do. Silent, silently cheers. Clink. It's plastic glasses again. What can I say? We don't want to break stuff, and that's how it is. Mm. I am oh, imagining wow. a squeezing honey out of a bee right now, and that is not appealing to the market. I don't think. Mm. Squeezing bee out of honey. <laughs> or squeezing the honey out of bee. Yeah, Excuse maybe me. it would taste like this. You just ring out a little bee. And... Or it's our million dollar idea. <laughs> idea. Yeah. Then we're going to make little squeezy bees that you can put your sweet stuff in. Yeah. I want a squeezy bee. I, I, 
I like squeezy wee. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a euphemism for something. <laughs> yeah. Like, you want to squeeze my bee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it'd be a great rap name, but you can go there too. <laughs> I specialize in mid '80s rap. I'm Squeezy B. Please squeeze my B. Would also be a good um, like on air DJ. Yeah, for sure. Squeezy. You're listening to Radio Jazz with Squeezy B. Squeezy B in the Chuck. Oh yeah, there you are. I get it. All right, guys. I want to talk about bees. Now is a good time. So, this podcast is based out of. Minneapolis. Did you know we have a rad endangered species in Minneapolis? I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. The big bees. How endangered is it? Uh, very. <laughs> 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 so I'm talking about, of course, Bombus affinis, mm. otherwise known as the rusty patched bumblebee. So this bee used sounds like he needs some help. <laughs> it does, he does, but like this Rusty is this patch. is also some good news. Like I'm going to tell you some okay. fun stuff about this bee, and it's it's old range and now where it is now and what we can do about it. So okay. that's my intro to outline what I'm about to say. <laughs> Here it goes. Hold on, I have an important question first. Is it fuzzy? Like yes. the fuzzy ones. Okay, yes. Cool. That's, yes. So it's an okay bee. <laughs> I only like the fuzzy ones. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so Bombus to finish, the rusty patched bumblebee. Um, it is an endangered species, like I've been talking about. Uh, historically, it used to range in, like, from Maine to the Dakotas, and then from lower parts of Canada all the way down to Georgia. Whoa, it was, that's a huge range. It was a huge range, and it was it was an, a very important pollinator for the crops, um, like cranberries, plums and apples hmm. and this bee was actually very important to wildflowers so it used to be in like 30 states and now it's in like three or four <laughs> so oh, okay. it's pretty endangered <laughs> boy yeah so let's talk about some cool bee facts though um bumblebees can fly in cooler temperatures and lower light than most bees so, that's kind of cool. So a low light bee, a low light bee, but that, but also a cooler temperature bee. So these bees are out earlier and later. Oh, okay. And they're native. To Not necessarily just like northern climate bees, but like sort of early season bees as well. Yeah, yeah, and they're kind of generic. Um, they don't have. What's the correct term? They're generalists okay. as far as their food foraging goes. So there's not one specific flower that they eat mm -hmm. pollen and nectar from. Mm -hmm. um, but what they do, and this is a bumblebee thing, not not just the rusty patched bumblebee, but... I'm just imagining when I hear rusty patch bumblebee, I'm imagining like a hobo by the railroad tracks and he's got patches on his clothes. <laughs> He's got a brass can just trying to give me some money, please. Uh, so, okay, I'll tell you what it looks. I'll describe what it looks like to the best of my ability. So it's a big bumblebee. Mm -hmm. And instead of being really stripy, mm -hmm. it's got a black butt and then a black head. And then the, the midsection is all kind of a lighter fuzzy yellow. And mm -hmm. right on its back, is it looks like a rusty patch. Um, it's It looks like... Somebody kind of dripped a little bit of 
rust on his back. That's I mean like I it's not like dark rusty colored. It's kind of just like kind of like orangey. A little bit more rusty than the really light yellow color that's there. Oh, okay. A car that's been through three Minnesota winners. Rust. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Yes, there we go. A taxi that had the back end replaced in black and then parked outside all winter. Perfect. I was just getting to Transformers and then we finally got there. Oh. Oh, I missed that one. My bad. <laughs> Sorry, we're not nerds over here, guys. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're just bad at it. I don't know. Anyway, all right, so bumblebees. Bumblebees do this cool thing uh, where they buzz, right? So a bumblebee will go up to a flower and grab the anther, which is the the male part Mm -hmm. of the flower. They grab that, and then they vibrate their back wing muscles. And... The way that they vibrate is um, on a frequency that's kind of like uh, a C note. Like when they measure the frequency of this little bee, it's a C note. So holding the pollen and vibrating the anther at this frequency knocks a bunch of pollen out. And not all bees and not all pollinators can get to that pollen regularly. That's why the bumblebee and our rusty patch guy is important. So I, I just think it's pretty cool that they vibrate at a frequency that we recognize as a note. But, I mean, it, that's not what it sounds like to our ears, right? It just sounds like buzz. Something like that. Something oh. along the lines of a, a buzzing. <laughs> I was going to say. It doesn't sound like someone playing the piano. No, or the cello. <laughs> or the <No>. cello. <laughs> <laughs> so this is called buzz pollination. So, okay, that's pretty cool. Interesting. Um, so... Crops that need buzz pollination to knock the pollen loose are things like tomatoes and peppers. And I already mentioned cranberries. So those flowers get better pollination from a pollinator like the Rusty Patch Mobile Bee. So it's kind of cool. If you want to try and have a little bit of habitat in your yard for the Rusty Patch Bumblebee guy... You can kind of leave a little small wood pile somewhere, maybe have a leaf pile somewhere. And those are both habitats that the bees will overwinter in and and, uh, build a little home in. Um, Avoid pesticides in your yard, if at all possible, just to try and, you know, be nice to this little guy. And plant early and late flowering plants. Oh. Yeah. So here's some cool legislation news for the state of Minnesota and this bee. They decided, oh, this bee is so important and it's native to our state. Guess what? It is now our new state bee. It's official. The Rusty Patch Bumblebee is, is our new state bee. And because it's endangered, there's more legislation coming down the pipeline that will give taxpayers money to pay for 75 to 90% of converting their lawns into bee-friendly lawns. That's pretty cool. That's inc- that's awesome. That's way awesome. And so they're going to add things like clover to your lawn. White clover grows really low. You don't even really have to mm-hmm. change your mowing habits. But it blooms, and that is a huge source of pollen all over the place. Yeah. Plus, they, you know, of course, a lot of pollinators like dandelions and stuff like that. So I just did a bunch of, like, dandelion deadheading. It's so dumb. <laughs> I couldn't pull it all out, but I didn't want more seeds. And I might want to make dandelion wine later. So I just, like, deadheaded all of the seed, seedy puffs. Anyways, I digress. That was a tangent. 
Um, so I'm excited about these two pieces of legislation. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's it's. I uh, I like that idea of people converting their lawns into like bee habitat. Yeah, and the fact that you can get a tax break on it. Yeah, that's, that's pretty rad. Like, I feel like that's gonna enable me to do some things to the lawn that I didn't have in my budget for the near future. Um, however, this is they're trying to work really hard to get this available for next spring so there's nothing like right now that we need to do but um as far as like signing up or reading more information they're still working it out they've got a one-year nine hundred thousand dollar um budget set aside for this towards paying homeowners to convert their lawns and stuff so that's super exciting that's pretty sweet. I never thought I'd hear the words "cool legislative action" together. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I gotta, I gotta, you know, give them kudos where they need them, right? Well, yeah, I'm just saying it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so, uh, long story short, everybody plant clover. <laughs> Help out those rusty patched bees. Help out those rusty bees. Spare clover. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's all the cool things I learned about the Rusty Patch Bumblebee. I looked at stuff um, from the Xerxes Society. That is like an insect. um, Society. Yeah, they definitely talk about uh, endangered endangered insect species and protecting habitats. They're, They're all about the bugs. And then I read a bunch from the University of Minnesota Bee Lab. Oh. Yeah. So we had a bee lab here. We do. And we've got some folks that are figuring out the best blend of low growing flowers to plant in your yard in order to get bees and pollen. Right. But also they're like low maintenance and Mm -hmm. not accidentally spreading invasive species and stuff. So they're working out some of that for us. So one day we'll be able to just buy a bee lawn mix. That is wicked cool. Yeah. I'm pumped. I'm really pumped. Can you believe it? <laughs> I cannot be wait for it. That doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting though. I That's am cool. bee holding to this news. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any more bee puns anymore? Uh, I'm fresh out. I'm fresh out too. Yeah, I don't know sure. that I had any. To I'll probably doing. come up with another one. <laughs> Something. I got nothing right now. We're just going to interrupt Dan in the middle of his section. Please. (laughs) (laughs) I just like imagining these bees as like these hobos with the patchwork clothes. That's like really funny imagery to me. Okay, well. With like the stick and like the little sack on the stick. Yeah, the kerchief pouch with pollen. And they're like hopping boxcars. (laughs) If you are a good artist, will you please draw Dan's description of a hobo Rusty Patch Bumblebee? We need fan art. (laughs) Or if you're a bad artist, give it a try too, because I'd probably be great as well. That probably would be even funnier. We're going going to try. (laughs) Everybody try and draw this bee and email it to verdantnorthteam at (laughs) gmail.com and we will put it up on the website. I promise. We'll put it up on Facebook. We'll give you all the credit, and we will all share and enjoy it. I hope it's hilarious. For your sake, Dan. (laughs) Dan. Dan, do you have a a tree to talk about today? You know... (laughs) 
I certainly do. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about your tree of the day of the pod. So today I wanted to talk about catalpa trees. Cata what? Yeah. So there's <laughs> there's two varieties of catalpa that are native to the U.S. There's a southern variety and there's a northern variety. Being that we are in the lovely land of 10,000 lakes, mm-hmm. uh, we are concerning ourselves with the northern varieties. So this is Catalpa speciosa. Ah, what? Yeah. The upper Midwest? Go figure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is a northern range? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the southern one, I forget the um, species name, but... Catalpa! Well, yeah, it's genus Catalpa. Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's native to, like, the southeast United States. So, like, Georgia, Alabama, Florida, Florida, Louisiana, I think. Okay. Like, that that whole kind of, like, region. Um, Anyway, it's a a pretty cool tree. The one that we've got up here in the north. Uh, It'll grow 50 to 100 feet, which is pretty large as far as trees go. That's, like, 10 dan's tall. Uh, yeah, at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do math good. <laughs> but yeah. Um, taller than five feet high. <laughs> um, it is a good 40 feet across, like a mature tree will oh be. Oh my gosh. 40 feet across. Trunk can be two to four feet in diameter. Mm-hmm. It can be a pretty decent sized tree. Um, it has really large heart-shaped leaves. So this is a tree that's pretty recognizable if you're like, hmm, I wonder if that one is the catalpa. It's got <laughs> gigantic leaves. And it also has, uh, towards the end of the summer, I think it's got these like giant beans that hang off of it. Well, One of the common names for this tree is the Indian bean tree. Squeeze the beans. I've never heard. I've never. Yeah. Squeeze the beans. <laughs> squeeze the bees. Squeeze everything. Um, <laughs> but like Only everyone. With consent. Only with consent. No, you'll you'll see this. These like giant beans like dangling off of this tree. Squeeze and them. And <laughs> yeah. Grab those you, dangly boys. You may want to grab them. Uh, the leaves, I think, are. They're, I mean, they're like the size of a dinner plate. They're massive. Whoa. They're really big leaves. And they're native to North America? Yeah. What? Yeah. We have um, a heart-shaped leaf jibungo tree. Yeah. Catalpa. Catalpa. <laughs> they're wicked trees. Um, they have these really showy flowers. Yeah. Um, what's my, my favorite part about them is like a lot of flowering trees, they flower first in the spring. Like if you think of a cherry tree, Mm -hmm. like it puts out all these flowers, which is, uh, you know, pretty cool. Mm -hmm. The flowers, uh, all die or whatever. They start turning into fruit. Right. And then it puts out leaves. Right. It's like one or the other. Catalpa is like fully leafed out or nearly leafed out when it blooms. I can't believe it. So it's like, yeah. See how I recycled that joke? (laughs) You got two and one there, believe. Stupid. Uh, But it has these big, like, white clusters of flowers all over the tree. So it's like this green and white thing. It's, like, incredible. It's just gorgeous when when you see one of these things in full bloom. They're so massive, and the flowers are huge. It's quite a spectacle. It is definitely a spectacle. I think my sister has one of these in her yard. Yeah? She has a tree that... 
at some point has white flowers and beans hanging off of it. So that and it's giant. So I'm guessing. Sounds so like it seems to be checking all the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they're pretty cool uh, trees. They can grow almost anywhere in the U.S. Um, they were also, my research shows, mm-hmm. that they were awarded the uh, award of garden merit from the Royal Horticultural Society in the U.K. Ah. So they like hang or like a... Like There's a ribbon on, the on that tree. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did they choose a proud member of the Catalpa community to come off? Accept that award. Like, who's the representative? <laughs> what, what tree? The Lorax shows up. Here you go. <laughs> Yay! That's wholesome. Yeah. Uh, so I would say it's, it's definitely an underrated, like, ornamental tree. Mm-hmm. The wood of this tree, also. Is underrated. It has very beautiful grain. Nice. It is used in furniture, um, making cabinets, like making trim, like on a house. Okay. Uh, it is extremely resistant to like shrinking and swelling when it gets wet. It has like some of the like lowest like quantity of swelling and shrinking. Uh, so it that makes it like an excellent boat. We're just wood. gonna we're just gonna not joke about that. Really? I mean, I'm saying the word wood <laughs> repeatedly, so like, well, I also found the shrinkage part of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. shrinking wood. Um, Cold water. It Cold also water. It, it is also a soft wood, similar to pine. It's relatively light, uh, but it's also pretty strong, and it does not rot very easily. So it used to be used oh, very commonly uh, for like fence posts and stuff that has like ground contact. Nice. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, so I guess moral of the story here is go plant a catalpa. Catalpa. Yep. It's I an awesome tree. One is planted, so if anyone wants to build a boat, let's go get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's one a couple blocks from my house, and like every time I go past it, I just like marvel at this beautiful specimen of a tree. God, I had this friend who lived on uh, Johnson Street, and they had a like a they were in a duplex which was actually just like one of those huge Victorian houses in town. Mm. And they lived on the top floor mm-hmm. and they had a patio or no, it wasn't a patio. It was a deck. And the deck was like eye level with the flowers of this Jibungo catalpa oh, tree. It was so cool. They have like the flowers are big and white and have like little speckles yeah. inside. Yep. Yep. I wonder if I wonder if the rusty patch bumble boy likes them. Oh, I'll bet he does. I don't know if they fly like way up into trees, mm. like 40 feet up. I don't know. Into a flowering tree, like they have to, they pollinate, you know, plums and apples. I'm sure they can see the flowers. We need to somebody quick Google catalpa pollinators. Yeah. <laughs> nope, we're not gonna do that. If you have the ability to Google catalpa pollinators, write to us at vertentnorthstein@gmail.com <laughs> and be sure to submit your bee illustration yeah. as well. Oh, we need yes. that. We'll only accept both of them at the same time. No <laughs> one or the other. You have to do both. Oh man, Nikki, uh, I finished yeah. my drink. Just going back to your drink here because we didn't discuss the flavors as much as I should have because this is delicious. It's fantastic. It is really sophisticated like lots of lemon not so much honey that it's like sickly sweet or anything like that you know it's well balanced yeah yeah so bravo on the bee's knees this drink truly is the bee's knees yes it is (laughs) it is (laughs) do bees have knees they do they must yep six of them (laughs) 
ever come up with that phrase otherwise? Like, they have to. <laughs> well, yeah, it's science. Yeah, science. <laughs> it's science. Maybe that phrase, science. maybe it should be the bee's squeeze. No, it's a bee's knees. We, need to, okay, we no do need to invent squeeze <laughs> bees. Yeah. Yeah, You're out of ideas, Dan. Yeah, I'm not just scraping the yes, bottom of the yeah. barrel. The squeezy bees are the yes. bee's knees. Yeah. Yeah. See, there you go. Yes. You guys, we got to get out of here. We're losing it. Yes. Randy, roll the credits. Thanks for listening to Verdant North. Find us online at verdantnorth.net. Find us on Twitter at @verdantnorth, And like us on Facebook by searching Verdant North. You can email us at verdantnorthteam at gmail.com. And remember, send us some cartoons of that bee guy. And also let us know about your Catalpa Google searches. We really need some help. <laughs> Listen to Verdant North on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and Spotify. And eventually, I guess there's going to be a new iTunes app for podcasts. So Because they're getting rid of iTunes. So, you know. What? Yeah, that's news. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to switch to for podcasts, but it's in a d- different application altogether. All right. Um, if you would like to contribute to Verdant North, you can donate to us at ko-fi.com backslash Verdant North. That's ko-fi.com backslash Verdant North. Hit us up. Maybe you want to send a message to a friend. Let us know. But, you know, help us out if you want. Do you want to advertise your local Minneapolis business? Yeah. Maybe you you want a cheap advertisement revolution. A way to do this. We're it. If you give us $5, I'll say just about anything. Let's yeah, be fair. that's that's absolutely fair. <laughs> uh, you can contact Caroline with any questions through at Verdant North on Twitter. Uh, chat with Dan Hudson and his uh, bean squeezing, as he likes to call it, <laughs> at Twitter at, at Verdant Dan. Uh, and uh, I don't have Nikki's social media right now, so that's my loss. I can never remember my Instagram. It's pictures of my dog, so really. It's like, okay. you want to see her? She's cute. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, so. do, do a little bit of search. Try to find her dogs. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. And you can find me at Twitter at, at Marlon underscore Rando. Uh, special thanks always to Brietta Stead and Dewey Vu for their graphic design and work making us look good. Thanks to Corey Hartoon for being our webmaster. Yay! Happy birthday, Corey! God damn it, Dan. Extra special thanks to Minneapolis Band Prozac Rat and for letting us use their tunes. It's much appreciated. Listen to them on Bandcamp. Thanks for listening. And always remember, it's okay right to, to kill, kill plants. plants, but not the bees. Leave the bees alone. Yay! Squeeze those beans. <laughs>